0: In today's podcast, we're going to talk about how to change defiance in kids.
1: Welcome to the Art
0: of Raising Humans. Hello and welcome to episode 90 of the Art of Raising Humans. I'm Kyle.
1: And I'm Sarah.
0: And today we want to talk about changing defiant kids. A lot of power struggles going on at homes with kids when they're they're asserting themselves and their individuality, their, their autonomy, It's causing a lot of issues at times mm-hmm. in families. But before we jump into that, we want to tell you something new that we're starting up um, soon. So once this podcast drops, it should be uh, ready to go is we're going to be opening up a Facebook group. So an Art of Raising Humans Facebook group. And we'd really love for you to go there and check that out because on that group, we're going to be putting a lot more content, specifically live content, you know? Where Sarah and I will be discussing certain issues, sometimes tied into the podcast that week, but also time, you know, other types of things that pop up where we'll be giving specific advice, especially that will be a place where people could ask questions. People could like really get more specific uh, help and support on your parenting journey. So that'd be exciting. Well, I'd say
1: just a space for parents to support each other. Yes. You know yeah. that where if you're, you know, kind of stepping out, like we feel like we did where, Hey, okay, we're going to adopt these new skills. We need to practice them. I mean, we've loved when we've had people we can talk to about that and journey with. And so it's sort of a space to let's journey together in this hard thing called parenting and practice these skills and working together at it and encouraging each other.
0: I just wanted to take a moment to tell you about an exciting opportunity that we're doing in 2024. You know, the past decade, Sarah and I have had the privilege and the joy of getting to coach so many parents. And changing their uh, the way they discipline at home, moving away from fear-based approaches, and and over those years, we've gotten a lot of calls from fathers, dads who are like, "Man, I, I want to make the change too, but I'm really struggling with with the not yelling, um, the, the anger. It's just, man, it just the reactions are so hard to change." And so in 2024, I thought it would be great. I really wanted to invite fathers who are wanting to change those dynamics. Um, to do some one-on-one coaching with me. So um, if you're interested in that, or if you know a dad who you think would be interested in that, I'd love for you to reach out to me at Kyle Wester at ParentingLegacy.com. That's Kyle Wester at ParentingLegacy.com. And I'd love to set up a time to talk with you to see if you would be a good fit for the program, okay? So if you're interested, reach out, have any questions, reach out, and look forward to, to talking with you soon. Okay, with all that out of the way, let's jump right into the topic. So I know, Sarah, whenever we are coming up with topics, you specifically this was kind of on your mind, right? About right. H- how to change to find kids or, or you originally said giving power and control to your kids. So right. how come it was so important you to talk about this? Hmm.
1: Well, I can't remember what exactly made it pop into my head, but I was thinking how often, y- you know, you kind of think I've got to be careful. I've got to make sure my kids know I'm in charge mm-hmm. type thing. And there's that conversation and, and, um, And then I feel like my kid is just constantly having this power struggle with me. They're always seeking power or control over situations. Always resisting me, coming against me. Yeah. So we're having this back and forth where you're aware of the fact that there's this dynamic between you and your kid or all your kids, but this power struggle that's going on. And what do you do about that? And What's going on with your kids? Well,
0: Sarah, that can look like as something as small as your, your little kid when you say "go do that" or "go pick up that," and they say "no," right? Yeah, it can yeah. look like that, or them not saying anything at all and <laughs> right. just ignoring you, um, or all the way up to the the teenager, right? And the teenager mm-hmm. saying, "I'm gonna do what I want," and I'm gonna mm-hmm. you know, live the, my own life, and so it can look as big as that, <laughs> yeah, right? right?
1: The two or three year old who's the temper tantrum. Yes, yeah. Right. I think the power and control thing is starts when they're very, very little and goes through the whole the whole thing <laughs> the yes. whole thing you know it, there's there's that thread that keeps popping up and get can look very different mm-hmm. like you said, the yeah. quiet one or the real acting out loud one. Yeah
0: And so it seems like we want to start with this idea that a lot of parents and I would say myself included as we got into the, the realm of parenting is I be- we believe we need to have the power and control right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I, I remember when abby was first born a little kid um i definitely thought that she needed to know i was the boss and i had the power and control
1: mm-hmm. right
0: and and that that what, what we're wanting to talk about here is that that's kind of a myth you know right.
1: that, that's a myth yeah. that we yeah. need
0: to have the power and control
1: <clears throat> yeah yep it's it's something i think you hear it said you you right away you've got to establish they got to know that you're the parent and yep. You're in charge, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is really just saying you have the power and yes, control, yeah. not them. Yep,
0: yeah, yeah. And and really, what's important as you're raising kids is, is what we're suggesting is kids need to know they have power and control.
1: Yeah, I actually want to challenge that because the more powerless and the more out of control they feel, the more they're going to seek power and control. So if you see that arising in your kid, that means they're actually needing that. And so I just want to back up just a second and and put out there. It's just a regular human thing to Mm -hmm. need power and control. We all actually need power and control. So when we look at a kid and a a child and think they're not going to need that, that's not true. So that's what I'm is the the myth is that we somehow need more of it than they do. No, they need it too. So of course we're going to come along. We'll get into that. We need to help them instruct, you know, structure that. But if you power and control is a healthy piece. When I say, I feel like I can control my future. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have control in my Mm -hmm. life and I have power in my life. Mm -hmm. When you feel that way, when a child feels that way, that's actually a component of resiliency. Mm. I'm a powerful enough person that when something hard comes my way, life
0: doesn't go my way. Yeah. yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: I can actually rise up because I am powerful. Mm. I am not at the mercy of everything around me, I am not powerless. I am not out of control because you know hard things are going to come. So when your little one or your teen, whatever, is trying to develop some power and control, reframe that in your mind to go, oh, they're working on resiliency. Oh, they're working on self-confidence. Mm-hmm. They want, they need, something inside of them is driving for feeling good about themselves, yeah. feeling like they can, they can do this thing called life. Yeah. So we don't want to actually be squish that down
0: yeah
1: that's a cry out for their their naturally that's just going to rise up in them when you see that you want to go okay great this is happening this how can i come alongside them because i want a resilient kid i want a confident kid i want a, a kid who does feel like they can go out in this world yeah and that's their whole childhood they're building that next layer that next layer that next layer so hopefully by the time there isn't a they're an adult they can feel great and go out in the world
0: so what I hear you saying is you started out with a big statement that everyone needs to have this, uh, the, we as humans need to have some power and control, right? We mm-hmm. need to have that. And so then you went into saying they need that so they can then feel like they can navigate this world, right? Mm-hmm. That even when the world and life isn't going their way, they, they can do something about it, right? So they, they have this resiliency, they have this confidence, you know, but there's also, I guess, this counterpoint, Sarah, of it seems like you don't want to give all the power and control right to the kid right yes, why not Yes. I'm like well, okay why not just give it
1: here let me handle over yeah, well, everything can
0: you talk yes. about that balance because i, I yeah. think that's really what we're hinting at is it's not the power and control isn't something that the parent should have all and it's also not mm-hmm. something the kid should have mm-hmm. why not why would it be unhealthy for the kid to have <clears throat> all that power and control?
1: well really that's getting to okay you want and need things in life and we're in a relationship together mm-hmm. and I want and need things in life. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be my way or mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. It's not a black or white, you yeah. know, it's not yeah. this or that issue. We can, how can we come together yeah. to get this done? You know, and so...
0: I'll- well, 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 yeah, and I hope our listeners are hearing this, There, what I was asking that question because when we keep demanding my way with our mm-hmm. power and control, mm-hmm. we're actually raising kids who only know one way, and that's demanding their way, right? Yeah. Or, or I guess they develop just giving in to everyone else's yeah. way, right? Yeah. So so they really have this dichotomous way of approaching the situation. Either it's all my way or it's all your way.
1: Yeah, it just increases that. Yeah, it's I'm either going to grow up and learn to just be in relationship with people who are going to tell me what to do,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or I'm going to be the person telling yeah. everyone what to do. Yeah. And that's how I think relationships are structured mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where, with this dynamic of one person, or th- there's this, these tiers instead yeah. of it, us together. Mm-hmm. Even my little two-year-old, I can share power with. Yeah. My teenager, and that's that's gonna be a real great relationship where it's, okay, I see your needs and wants, and I see my needs and wants. Yeah, And we can come together on this. How can we do this together? Mm-hmm.
0: You're saying even at a young age, we're wanting the kid to see that the power and control we have as parents because we do is we're not saying we mm-hmm. don't have any power control we obviously do like I mean, you, yeah, you're it's saying a both everybody yeah. needs it yeah. we're like like the very thing that we're wanting as parents to say, you know, many times we want the power and control because then we feel um, less scared. If we have the mm-hmm. power and control, we feel less scared. It's mm-hmm. scary to give up that power and control to the kid, you know? Right. Uh, but I think the kid feels the same way. Yes. Like the, the kid may be demanding power and control, whether through a tantrum or something else bigger as a teenager, but it's actually scary for them to have all the power and control, right? Mm-hmm. So so for them to 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 have it all, it, it really, I think, scares a kid to have all the power and control because they don't know what to do with all that. Mm-hmm. But as the parent lot of times we out of fear try to have all the power and control and that's the dance that ends up happening you know yeah. and 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 we're we're really trying to show the kid that our power and control that we have is to keep you safe is to help guide you mm-hmm. it is always to be for you and always to support you towards something better
1: Well and as a parent you're looking at it as a developmental stage a mm-hmm. developmental mm-hmm. need just like you see other things that they need to do, learn to ride a bike, read a book, mm-hmm. do algebra, yeah, whatever. You're, you're it might saying be. it's a normal developmental
0: stage for them to assert their power and control. Yes. Yep. Yes.
1: So, and it's going to look different at each age, but you're going to keep seeing it mm-hmm. through the years because yeah. they might be working on autonomy or they might be working on their identity as a person. Mm-hmm. So, I want to dress the way I want to dress because I'm working on my identity. Yes, and yep. so it looks like a power control. It is, but it, but at the core, it's that identity. Yep. So something is going on inside of them that needs that power and control. So our job as a parent to go, oh, they're working on some power and control here. And yep. that's related to something going on in their development. So I'm not just going to go, oh, here you go. Have yeah. it all. Yeah. No, I'm going to, I want to help create boundaries and safety around that.
0: So, so, so I hear you redefining instead of, looking at the defiance and the resistance and saying, that's something I need to stop. Instead, you're saying the defiance and resistance is communicating. I need to practice some power and control in this moment.
1: Yeah, that they're building a skill. Yeah, yeah,
0: that they're Mm -hmm. saying in this moment, I'm trying to exercise the power and control that we all have as humans. Mm -hmm. And maybe the reason why it's coming across as defiance or resistance or whatever is because I believe it... I'm living in a world as a kid it has to be my way or your way. Mm-hmm. And in this moment I'm I'm going to fight for my way. So I'm going to resist you. I'm going to defy you.
1: Well yeah or on maybe they're just Want they're just trying to co- just build their own autonomy. Oh, okay. I do yeah, it myself, you know. And so it's yeah, not it's good, yeah. It has nothing to do I, yeah, with you exactly.
0: I just want to do it yeah. myself because I want to feel competent in this moment. I want yeah. to know I can do it. Yeah, let me try it. I want to do it on my own, yeah. right?
1: And so that then I look at that and go, Oh, there's a need here. It's not against me, yeah. It's really something is developing here in my child. Maybe they can't really do it, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know. So, of course, I help structure that, mm-hmm. you know. To, to I, keep
0: them safe, to support them, yeah. to help them possibly be more successful there, or to be there to catch them if they fall, right? right? Something like that. Yeah. And
1: maybe it's you know I think of a little kid trying to zip up their own jacket.
0: Yes. Yep. And yep.
1: they want to do it themselves, and and so maybe that day you have time. You're like, okay, come on. You know, uh-huh, you're encu- uh-huh. you want to encourage them. Uh-huh. You want to build that confidence and give them that. There may be other times you can't. Yeah. But you look at it as oh, we need to get out the door you want to try doing something on yeah. your own. Yeah. So I just want to give it voice. A
0: real simple example would be um, um, with Ellie playing soccer and, and her not being able to tie her own shoestrings, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I noticed the last game, she had a teammate help her tie her shoestrings, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, then when we were going to go to soccer practice, I said she asked me to tie them. And I said... Ellie, I think you can tie those, you know, you can do that. Her immediate response was, no, I can't, I can't do it, you know? And then within what, like, I mean, you came in, she asked for some help from you. We watched a little YouTube video within five to 10 minutes. The smile on her face was huge. She's like, look, I'm doing it, you know? Mm -hmm. And the sense of power and control that she no longer in a soccer game needs to run to the sideline to have her coach do it or have a teammate do it. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, just, you could feel the confidence of like oh now i can tie this at any point in the game and that that's kind of like a small example mm -hmm. but that bleeds into every
1: you want to look for places your child can exercise power and control Mm -hmm. and you may not always like the outcome yeah you know so so that you need to make sure it's a space where i i may not like their choice Mm -hmm. here but i can live with that because i want to develop this in you yeah So maybe when they're little, it's their choice of outfit, you know, it's not going to hurt that they don't match that day. So that's a place I feel like I can give them some power and control, let them build a skill. Maybe when you're, when you have a teenager, it's what elective are they going to take or what sport are they going to do? You want to be looking for spaces. Mm -hmm. They can exercise that as much as possible, but you just do it at know ahead of time. I'm going to be okay with whatever the choice, whatever choice they make. I'm going to be okay with that. Because there are lots of spaces we can't give them the yeah, power and yeah, control. Yeah, yeah. And that's really aggravating for mm-hmm. a child. So yes. just own that it's going to be hard. I would hard. say they
0: spend most of their time yes. in this space, right? Most coaches, of the time, adults, teachers, coaches, all yeah. the adults in their life are telling that they're using their power and control to tell the kid what to do, yeah. right?
1: Their schedule yep. usually isn't their mm-hmm. own. Their food. Well, we're so constantly their driving regions, them around places mm-hmm.
0: and they're like, they're just having to go with it, right? Yeah. So from the time they're little... Th- there's little moments and it kind of a, it can be kind of annoying as a for a parent because mm-hmm. you're like no not in this moment because we don't mm-hmm. always get to pick and choose the moments we they don't. want no. to assert that i was even thinking with food that can be a big one right yeah. another one where lots of kids will try to use their power and control when it comes to what they eat you know i mean mm-hmm. i specifically i always tell parents there when i'm helping them in sessions and, and and coaching them is is the places you really see the power and control if a kid is really trying to double down that you can't that they have the power and control is eating it's pooping, it's sleeping, when and it's talking. Yeah. yeah? Those, young, I mean, yeah. when they're young, but even as they get older, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So even through the teenage years, I find those four are where parents finally come to this realization they don't have all the power and control. Yeah. And that's how the kid, well, I mean, the kid can hold on to that poop as long as they want, you mm-hmm. know, and it's even kids going into elementary and you have all these mm-hmm. stomach issues or, you know, there's all these. So as early as we can, um, if you could give an example, like I, I remember one example I'm thinking of, Sarah, is even like um, when we were changing diapers on the, the kids, right? When they were little, mm-hmm. is it be ways in which you would give them power and control in that process? Can, can you speak yeah. to something like that?
1: Yeah, instead of. You know, kids will run, run off and play or they mm-hmm. don't want to stop yeah. to get their diaper changed uh-huh. or get in their pajamas or uh-huh. something like that. And, and so, yeah, I, I would try, I didn't want the power struggle mm-hmm. around, especially around those types of things, food issues, things like that. I didn't want that. So, yeah. So I would turn it into a game uh-huh. or I would turn it in, you know, I would, I would give them a few minutes. I give yep. them a warning. Hey, we're going to do this yep. so that their brain could start be moving ahead because yep. they're very much in the present moment. And and how, you know, they would help pick out their yep. outfit. Do you yep. want this one or this one? Yep. Do things where they're a part of it and yep. it's not being done to them.
0: Well, well, also, it's it's not a win-lose. It's not like I need to get your diaper changed. So I win, you lose. You know, yes. it really is trying to, at that early, early age, understand that they are not you, you know, respecting mm-hmm. their autonomy from you, that mm-hmm. even though you're in a rush, even though you think this quote unquote needs to get done now, The kid is not you. And you don't, I think every parent- They can feel
1: differently and that's okay. (laughs) I think
0: every parent listening could say, yeah, I actually don't want to raise a mini me. Mm -hmm. I I actually, I mean, I I want to raise a kid who knows who they are separate from me. But that is based in this whole power and control discussion and how we're modeling it to them at an early age and raising them up with the awareness within ourselves that when we are demanding our way, we've got to understand there is a consequence to that. And Mm -hmm. the consequence is- that was a moment when the kid had an opportunity to assert their own autonomy, their power and control. And, and, and even though I got my way, that's not sustainable to keep doing that. I think what I hear you saying is, is what used to trigger me as a, little, as a new parent was I thought it had to always be a win-lose scenario. It was either my way or their way. Mm-hmm. And I think with the power and control topic, it helps me. I don't know if it helps you, but it's thinking it always every situation can be a win-win. You know, yes. There's a way yeah. they can assert their power and control. And there's a way I can also have mine. And it's not a win-lose. It's not like they have to give up so I can get my way or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is working together towards a way where we're it's not even like a compromise, but it's like we're we're joining hands together and we're cooperating towards this outcome.
1: Yeah. If if the parent, what that reminds me of, if the parent is the one who's this, it's got to be my way. What it also sends the message of is your choices. Yeah. You don't know how to make good choices, mm. child.
0: And yeah. it can build
1: shame. It yes. can build self-doubt in <clears throat> yeah. this time where, especially different personalities seek it differently. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So your child, it may look a little different, but at the end of the day, they need to know more than anyone that their parent believes in them and that can look really crazy to us as parents you know you're thinking ah okay this what are you wearing or what are you doing but in those spaces where it's safe you want to convey a message of i believe in you you can make great choices you can do this you're a capable person so you want that to be built in them not the shame the doubt the i don't know how to make good choices and apparently everything i'm choosing is wrong You don't want those messages to come across. So you want to.
0: Yeah. Well, and then eventually what that leads to Sarah is we want to raise human beings um, because we all know these human beings. Some of us listening to this right now and us included can when we got into adulthood, it very much was um, a lot of knowing what we actually wanted to do in life, you know, Mm -hmm. knowing how knowing that and believing and trusting that we have power and control in this life. To write our own story.
1: Yeah, that we know? can do it and it can be a good story. And I think, even if something yeah. doesn't go well for us, yeah. we we can make different choices, we can do different
0: things. We, I, I think I think almost all the ways we're helping I'm helping college age kids or adults who are struggling with life is they believe life has the power over them. They believe yeah. their circumstances dictate their out the outcomes, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of that comes because of the parenting they had as kids. That it was life that seemingly did it was yeah. all the more powerful. Or you're beings. always
1: looking to so you have that doubt. Yeah. I can't decide. Mm-hmm. I need to look outside of myself yes. to tell me. Yeah, and even that or, or, even or, or going or back to give to, me
0: power and control yeah. that I don't have. Yeah. yeah,
1: I need something else. And even that mm-hmm. even goes back to peer pressure. Yeah, you want that's your kids good. to exercise yeah, saying no. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and making their own choices. Yeah. So someday when they're in those other situations they're they're really practiced in thinking what do i want yeah. do i want this i can say no i can be powerful here
0: yeah how awesome would that be? Then they have the power. They don't have to go along with the other kids. They mm-hmm. don't have to go to that party or something like that. They don't have to deceive or, or, or lie to their parents and get away with stuff, right? Yeah. So instead, they they have the power in that moment to be the human being that they want to be, no matter what the crowd is doing.
1: No and they've been the practicing that since they were really yes. little.
0: I love that. Even I love if that. it's, you know, what well, they well, eat, well, what they yeah. wear, I, what they I, play I with. I'm sure the listeners would all love that, to have that. Yeah. yeah, To have kids who, in the moment, know the path they want to take. And they're not, they, they're not powerless to where that, that the peer pressure is taking them, you know? Mm-hmm. And then that, that starts though at two, three, four, it does. You know, and like, you're doing it yeah.
1: with them the whole mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I've got what I need and you've got what you need and we're doing this together.
0: Yeah. And and so, mm. so I, I hope I, I, what I'd love to leave the listeners with is this, just, just noticing and being aware of how are you helping your kids practice power and control, understanding it's a. It's a human need to feel like you can write your own story, that you have a say in every moment, all the way down to the one-year-old, the two-year-old. It doesn't matter how young they are. It's just going to make for a better teenage years and into adulthood. If your kid knows they have power and control to dictate their, their life and where their life is going. And they're not constantly looking to outside sources to tell them what to do and Mm -hmm. what the next, what the, what the next step needs to be, you know? Um so I hope that helps clarify this topic and and really helps expand how you can make win-win situations with your kids. It doesn't have to be win-lose. You I, I'm, we're not asking at all if you to give the power to the kid and then you lose out. It's really about you two working together cooperatively towards w- what grades do you want to make this year, you know? What kind of friends do you want to have? You know that the, these kind of conversations can be really beautiful conversations when you're working together and using both of your power and control to create a beautiful outcome.
1: And when they feel like they have that power and control, you'll see a lot less of that resistance, mm-hmm, a lot less mm-hmm. of that fighting for it yeah. because the need is met. Yeah. They don't have to yeah. fight anymore. Well,
0: and then on that point, Sarah, when when you do see that, listeners, when you do see them pushing back, just know it's them saying, I don't feel like I have any power control. I here. need more. Yeah. yeah. i you're trying the, to grow here. I think the only way to do that is to push against you. Or, or to just fight for myself, right? Mm-hmm. And just understand that I want to make them know you don't need to do it that way. You don't need to fight against mm-hmm. me. We can work together towards a better outcome. Yeah. So I hope you found this this episode really helpful. and um, once again, we'd love to go check out the Facebook group, The Art of raising Humans, and get that free uh, material we have, the video course about moving away from fear and shame. We want to equip you families with as many tools as possible to be able to have um, to be able to raise these humans to be like, uh, you know, world changers when they grow up, where they're, where they're fearless, they're, they're self-controlled, they're respectful kids. And we're really looking forward to, uh, to, to hearing your feedback. I'd love to hear your comments about uh, ways you practice this or moments that you find this. And I think that group would be a great way to touch base with So we hope you have a great day.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: The Art of Raising Humans podcast should not be considered or used as counseling, but for educational purposes only.